Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Buys, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. episode I talked to Lisa aka Lisa's Random Adventures. Lisa and I have a great chat about the struggles of Christmas present buying. Lisa talks openly about being autistic and her amazing son Christopher who is also autistic. She chats about how she uses her autism to her advantage and how it really allows her to think outside the box. We also chat about her amazing new venture The Virtue Club, an alternative night out for those who don't want to drink alcohol. An amazing woman and a brilliant chat. I hope you enjoy. Okay, hello and a big welcome to Lisa to the show. How are you today, Lisa? I'm good. How are you? I am not too bad. Getting getting through the week rightly. <laughs> I know. And it's only Tuesday. Oh, it's the longest week Is ever. It Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't, don't worry. I'm the same. <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, it feels like, I think that week where it just comes into December, I think we all just kind of start blocking it out. Yep. It's it's crazy and then like you see like your neighbors have beautiful Christmas trees up and you're like I don't even know where my Christmas tree is and no I know it's like please just let it be Christmas right now and call it a day yeah yeah I really am tempted to just like get one of those trees you just put on the wall you know yeah my mom wants to do the same thing I'm like mom go for it be so handy everyone's like no, Lisa, like Christopher's 11, you know, it might be one of the last Christmases and everything. And I'm oh. like, I'm pretty sure he's just playing along to the presents now, to be honest. <laughs> we all remember getting that at the same that time, stage. we moved house and it was yesterday. I don't know if you saw, I had an absolute panic attack. Of course, couldn't think straight. And the obvious answer was a Santa key. But we have no fireplace or chimney and he asked me yesterday going out the door to school how does Santa get into our house and I was like um magic and then I was like how do I move how do I work this lad's help and obviously it was a Santa key but you think in that moment of panic I thought of a key no not to hope so I don't know if he's kind of teasering the edge of not believing I don't know yeah but he wants all the ducks lined up just in case I think yeah, he's like, I'm I'm just going to ask a few questions, but I'm not yeah. going to come out and ask, you know, yeah, the big question. Like, three years ago, he really told, he actually told me to cop on and tell, told me, like, just go to Smith's. Okay. He, so I don't yeah. know what's in his head, but he comes and goes with it. So we just go to flow. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the best thing to do. Just go. Yeah. With you lead the way, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as they cop on, they're just like, mm, if I say something, you know, these presents might get less and less. So I'm going to say exactly. nothing. But you see, that was like me. My sister is seven years younger than me. So technically I had sent on until I was about 17. And the, the year she did, she stopped believing. I was like, you better pretend so we still get presents. <laughs> That's so funny. 17. <laughs> I was like, pretend. That's hilarious. <laughs> what are your lads looking for for Christmas now? Oh, okay. So they they both want, it's a boy and a girl, and they both want like a baby doll each, a boy baby doll and a girl baby doll. Fair and, enough, yeah. Yeah, because they, they have to have like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then my daughter wants 
a car, right? She wants a I haven't bought anything. She wants a car, right. but she wants a car that's big enough for her brother to sit in the side. And it's a car that that she has to be able to drive like electric car. And oh, I am sure. like Googling these things and they're like 400 euro. And I'm just thinking, yeah. I'm just like, do you just want a, a car? And then maybe Ben can get a, a like a little bike as well for him and you can just drive your car. No, he has to be no. sitting beside me and I'm driving the oh car. Oh my God. <laughs> you should get one of those tractors with a dump truck next to it. <laughs> Perfect. I might <laughs> get spray paint and spray paint it with glitter or something. <laughs> oh my god, this could be the solution. To be honest, but <laughs> by the time I get ready to get in these presents, I'm just going to be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Amazon, Amazon is going to be my best friend because I just don't want to face the crowds. I just cannot do it. Yeah, I know. It's just oh, it's not worth thinking about at all. No, no, and people are just so stressed out it's just nuts I went in um two weeks ago now to Smith's um Christopher wanted a game and he had wanted it for a few weeks so I made him do a few jobs and we said right we can go get the game and there was people with trolley loads and I first of all I was like well aren't you so organized that is such a good idea to beat the rush but then I was like oh my god how much are you buying yeah and then I didn't want to judge either because it might be a few kids, but lads, just it's, insane. it's gone out of hand. It's gone out of hand. It has. Of hand. It has. I try and follow that, like something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read, and then yeah. kind of try and stick to that and maybe get them one extra thing then. But they don't, they get that much stuff from everybody else as well. I'm just like, it's, yeah. it's madness. Yeah, well, we put a stop to that now in our in our family. I just said Christopher really doesn't want anything. If you want to get him something, ye all decide one shop and buy a ten euro voucher for there. Very good. And that's it. Then he has a load of vouchers. He feels rich. That's brilliant. That's, that's a great wants, idea. Something in his hands to just be like, look at all this that I can get <laughs> with, and that's it. And being honest, he he die for iTunes vouchers because he loves the game, my singing monsters, and he loves to. Feet, get their food and all that stuff instead of waiting for them because he has patience like his mother so I mean like it's and, and then people feel bad buying vouchers I'm like no well, that's genuinely what he wants Just, yeah that's what that's what he wants brilliant idea so, brilliant it's way better but. yeah I know sometimes it's just like get them what they actually want, even if it's not like a great big box, you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what they really want. Now, Christopher wants this um, and it actually arrived yesterday. Thank God. There's this puppet. I don't know if you've seen him. He's on TikTok. He's a Donald Duck puppet and he does all these funny reactions to um, do you know those. Um, Oh, what are they? Got? Do you know those satisfying videos where they're like flattening out stuff and yes, um, rolling over things, and he does like reactions like ooh and all this different Donald Duck voice. And this has been going on for six months now. He is the his biggest fan, but the puppet was one hundred and twenty euro from America, right? So I was like, he wanted it for his birthday, and I said absolutely no way. But if it was still a big thing by Christmas, yes, Santa can bring that. And it's still going and it's still his favorite thing. So that arrived, but I could only get it from America and it ended up being 120 with shipping. But it's huge. Yeah. Now it is good value. And I saw the quality and everything and he will love it. 
but like something that expensive I was like you better like this for six months before I even consider it you know exactly because things like this they say like that's what I'm worried about this this car for two I think it's just gonna get used and then the battery's gonna go dead and that's gonna be it it's just oh oh. (laughs) that was like that we got a flicker I think it was two years ago and I think he went on it about 10 times and then he was just like this is too much effort he was so lazy nope it's in the shed it's up. ridiculous. Well, Lisa, you're a very um, in-demand woman at the moment. Um, I feel like I've got big, big shoes to fill after Googling all the interviews you've had recently. <laughs> but, but we'll get to the we'll get to your your new your new venture later on in the show. OK, first, <laughs> first uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so I was born and raised in Tralee. Um and anywhere I go, they always start calling me the Rosa Tree, which I'm definitely not. I'm not a delicate flower at all. But um then I went to college in Cork School of Music, so I have a bachelor of music from there. Um and then I came back, I finished my degree five months pregnant. I Christopher was born on the first of October, and then I graduated on the first of November, and by God, I brought him with me. And I accepted my degree with my month old baby in my arms because everyone there was like, wow. she's not going to finish her degree. And I was like, look at what I made. Look at what I did. Um, and then obviously the, the plans had to change. So ideally, I really wanted to go off and be an opera singer because that's what I was studying. Um, and then I had a baby. So I came home and I just said, OK, we'll just press pause. Mm-hmm. Um so what I did was I started teaching. I had been teaching in college anyway. And I really kind of, when I relaxed into that without alternative plans, I actually realized I really prefer teaching and being behind the scenes and giving people confidence and, you know, working on their stage yeah. work and being that person that they lean on. And I just really enjoyed it. Um, so I've been doing that now for... 16 years wow (laughs) that little pause button has become life you know and um no matter what I do I always go back I always keep my teaching because they they tell me things about their lives that like they can't tell anyone else and half their singing lessons become therapy sessions or and then they express themselves through the songs and it's it's so encouraging to watch but then there's always a bit of me that wants to do more so I started a lot of my friends then that I went to college with would be are out traveling in bands in orchestras just traveling the world and Instagram came about and it was just the easiest way to keep in contact with everyone and updates and so I've been on Instagram now 10 years which um just kind of grew and grew and the more I'm a very open person so I think people appreciate that like I'll talk about the good the bad the ugly and then when Christopher was diagnosed with autism when he was two and a half um most of my friends didn't have kids like I was only 23 at that stage and so that's where I really found my support with you know understanding autism and feeling like I was doing a good job or you know tips and tricks or just you know just not feeling alone so Instagram became um a proper outlet and kind of a social place for me and then I realized that I actually found it easier 
to socialize with people like that and all the things that they were teaching Christopher as coping mechanisms and things I was like these are working on me (laughs) and I had always had anxiety and I'd always been kind of on top of it um I'd been tested for bipolar I'd been tested for borderline personality but I didn't really fit all the boxes um so when I approached my doctor and said you know what I actually think I might be autistic um you know I'd been called awkward blunt you know you know yeah thinking strange all my life and uh when I went to get diagnosed it turns out that I had autism and then the side of me that always wanted to keep going that turned out to be driven by ADHD so there is a little bit of looking back on life thinking oh my god if I had just if if it was a thing yeah in the 90s it would have helped me a lot more but it's great going forward that I can be like you know it's kind of not a disclaimer but I can say to people look I will be blunt about the situation now. yes and I don't have to say I don't have to hold it in or feel anxious about just speaking out of turn I can just say to people look before you go into this I'm going to tell you exactly how I think yes and that in turn helped me like business wise and going forward with loads of different things and then I really leaned into kind of the social media side of things and I've, I've had great opportunities to help different businesses friends with their different pages and because I can think outside the box with like advertising and stuff like that yes so yeah it kind of all just molded together and then my kind of stability it really is work-wise going back to teaching singing so it's I do all that and then I just never give up teaching singing (laughs) that is absolutely amazing um I was actually reading one of your posts um earlier on and it was about you saying that you yourself personally use like your ADHD and your autism to your advantage in just in everything that you do really yeah yeah I think you have to I think when it's part of you it's like you have to just use it and be positive about it and not tiptoe around it and just say look this is the way I think use it to your advantage if it's like a business partner or a company um and then use it to your own advantage to kind of just not be afraid of your way of thinking and go okay, well, this is what everyone else would do, but that's not what I want to do or that's not how I see it. Yeah. Um, like even at the moment, we're planning like storyboards for adverts um, and I was drawing out storyboards yesterday. <laughs> they were like, I would never have thought of that. I would never have thought so of that. Good. And I'm like, and I find it baffling still sometimes that people, my way of thinking is considered outside the box. Okay. That, yeah. that is still entertaining to me. You know, when people go, I never would have thought of that. I'm like, Oh, well, that's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> I love that so much. And but it, it helps so much with parenting Christopher as well. Yes. That I know. Because instead of, you know, understanding and sympathy, which every parent has, no matter if their child has a diagnosis of anything or not, mm-hmm. you have sympathy. But the fact that I can turn around and say, when I was younger, I used to feel like that or you know I can he can empathize with me or he he doesn't feel afraid to say this is the way I think about things and he sees that I'm different and he sees that you know I am a bit more bonkers than like his dad is very very um 
you know, he 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 plays golf. He's a businessman. He's very very straight. And yeah. I think that's a really good balance for him as well. And you know, he goes to his dad's house and he has that kind of routine. And then he's with me and like I could come in someday dressed as like a Disney princess for a concert and he's just like okay that's you like one day they had a sports day in school and I went out dressed as an inflatable dinosaur just for the kids (laughs) I just said look I have this inflatable dinosaur costume and will I come out for the crack and do like a few races with them and the principal was like oh my god come on of course you will and uh I went into the hall with Christopher just to let him know it was me afterwards. And he was like, I know it's you, mom. Only you would do this. I was like, that's so funny. (laughs) We had bought that inflatable dinosaur costume for my niece for her birthday, like a few few weeks ago. And we got the best crack out of that thing. We we were all in it. It's absolutely hilarious. (laughs) I want to get a second one and just like, run through Tralee without without like any <laughs> like just not explaining yeah. ourselves at all and if two was ran down through Tralee as dinosaurs I mean do you know this is actually not? hilarious because there is a family member of mine that has said the exact same thing <laughs> that she wants to get two of them <laughs> yeah you want to get two and have like a disco and dinosaurs yeah. oh my god we're, we're making a plan of how we're gonna like bundle them then into the car so that nobody knows who they were. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You need a back street somewhere. That's it. It's like a getaway car. Oh my goodness, so funny. <laughs> um, and so Christopher, do you see him a lot like you? Do you see do yeah. you see him? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like I remember his age now, eleven going into his teens. That was a really hard transition for me, not just hormonally wise, but like just friendship wise and you know I always fleeted between different groups of friends because I'd feel really comfortable with a group of friends and then suddenly they'd be doing something and I'm very black and white so if I don't agree with something I don't do it mm-hmm. um but I'd never really fall out with people I just kind of move on yeah. And that's the same with like relationships and everything. Like I can say I'm friends with exes because I've just said no. Yeah. I no. I'm not playing along. I'm I'm just we should be friends. And um I just know that that's going to be a tough time for him, but knowing that the way I thought about things is probably how he's going to be feeling about things makes me a little more confident in supporting him yes. through it. And you know, I always have a saying with Christopher since he was small enough, big enough to understand, really. Like, I don't mind what you tell me, good or bad, once you tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want him to ever be scared to come to me and say, this happened. I said this, you know, and I think the truth with autism is very important. Mm-hmm. And he should never be afraid to speak the truth. And I've always explained to him that a lot of people don't like the truth. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And it can get you into trouble speaking the truth. So just be, don't say the first way of saying it that comes to your head. Think about saying it nicely, but always tell the truth. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. Because they're just going to go through so much 
you know, in their teenage years and just having the fear of being able to, of not being able to tell their parents things, but like things are going to happen in your teens that, you know, it happens to everybody, different things. And you just want to be able to be, tell your parents these types of things, you know, especially when he's an only child, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Well, he has a, he has a little sister and niece, but she is 10 years younger than him. So <laughs> he doesn't have that, that somebody yeah. to talk to. <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, it, it can be scary. And like, Jesus, they've grown up in the last few years in a really strange world that even the adults don't understand. We can't guide them through this because we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And their social interaction is out the window. I even find that with, with students of mine, like they, they miss social interaction. They're, you know, they're a lot slower with, you know, forming their opinions on things. And it's going to be very scary. But at the same time, I think the world is changing to be electronic mm-hmm. and they're going to be so ahead of the game. Yeah. So there you have to take the pluses out of it. I mean, they've spent their lives now the past two years their norm is electronics yeah it's so true it's so true um how did you two cope during the pandemic like has it been hard or have you just kept going we had the best time brilliant (laughs) we genuinely had the best time because it was just me him David and the dog and uh, my friend Amy was in and out as well and I mean she was in our bubble and it, we just had no outside distractions or outside worries or anything like that. And he really built up his confidence and yeah, he found himself, I think, and what he likes because he wasn't distracted by everything and he wasn't being told, you know, school is hard. I mean, he has a fantastic school, and but the school he was in before that didn't really understand autism. So it was a lot of sit down, don't talk, don't be yourself. Yeah. So he kind of broke out of that. So when I saw how happy he was broken out of that kind of system, I changed schools to a school where he would be more involved with the unit and he would be more encouraged to be himself. And yeah, he's a lot happier and confident and everything. But we had a great time in lockdown. We really did. And I was able to continue teaching as well on Zoom. Fantastic. Um, So I got to meet all my students' pets and see their rooms and like, <laughs> Yeah, it was great crap. That's so good. Um, I, I was talking to somebody else in another episode and we were just chatting about how there's so much doom, doom and gloom with the pandemic, but then there were a lot of people really that did like thrive during it and mm-hmm. for sure. Completely, completely. But oh. it depends what industry you're in as well, I suppose, That's it. you know. So, you know, a lot of the hospitality and tourism, that's obviously, they're going to be very hit. They're of hit course. already very hard, but... You know, you, you can't, I always say, you can't take on other people's worries either. If you can help, you can help. Yeah. You can't take on other people's worries either. Or else you're just going to be in a constant cycle of worry. I love that. That's so true. It's so, so true. And it's I not know. being uncaring. It's just protecting yourself because everyone has their own issues. Yeah. And ne- and now more than, more than ever, it's like you do kind of have to protect yourself a little bit more because... As soon as you look anywhere, switch on anything, it's you're taking in so much. Yeah. 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 Oh, so you're just basically a super mom is what I'm saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> like no. how, <laughs> you're like no but I don't know how do you do all this be a mom and I think again that's like my ADHD really comes into help and, and autism like the way I work my life is is around Christopher so yeah. I you know Christopher has fantastic babysitters which um he's been going to since he was a year and a half yeah. um and he goes there after school two days a week so I can teach um but there we don't even call them babysitters it's just his friends Mary and Sean and he goes in and he has the crack with them and you know he still does his homework with me in the evenings and that's our little kind of downtime and um but then everything else I try and squeeze into between eight and three o'clock good woman um but you have to just be my head is always just organized like every Sunday night I'll write out a list of this is what I'm doing on Monday. This is what I'm doing on Tuesday. And you just have to leave wiggle room for things to happen. But you have to just, if you're organized, which is really hard to get into a routine if you're not that way inclined naturally, but it does work. You can fit a lot into a day. And, you know, there are some days where I cancel everything and go back to bed. To, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There are some days where you just have to do that. You just have to go, no, my body, my brain, it's absolutely going to be counterproductive if I don't go back to bed today and move it to tomorrow or the day after. But, you know, I think the pandemic as well, because you're all at home, you know, you had to squeeze things in and you had to do as much as you could to keep yourself occupied. Yeah. So that really coming out of it was really kind of, anxiety riddled because I thought oh who's going to be looking for my time yeah Yeah. um so I kind of put my foot down and said this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. this is when I'm free to people and it's not being ignorant it's just I have stuff to do (laughs) yeah no fair enough it's so true that that's really like a thing that I'd say so many people want to get into like planning their week you know on a Sunday or whatever and then kind of stick into the plan but I think mm-hmm. so, so many of us do it. Like we buy the planners, we buy the diaries and then we start and then we just stop. <laughs> well, life gets in the way. And I mean, you can't do it on your own. Like I could not do it without David. Like David and me have completely opposite work hours. So like David would be working seven in the morning until four. And then I start teaching at half three until half seven. But himself and Christopher have such a buddy bond you know coming in as like a stepdad figure can be you know it can be awkward to get your your feet into um and figure it out um but they're just buds I mean Christopher has his dad he's up in Nace and he sees them as much as he can but David and him are buds but he understands that when I'm not there David is the boss as yeah well. but he tries to boss him back you know but that's good for him too both of them actually <laughs> it sounds like they have like a really good relationship that's brilliant yeah and then there's some days like come in Christopher could be upstairs in his room David could be downstairs playing the PlayStation and they just need that's it we're quiet that was it but they David's very uh, everyone says like we're like yin and yang because I'm doing all these things and David's just the one that will sit there and go what are you doing okay <laughs> right like the week that Dave, the week that I launched the Virtue Club, it was actually really funny because he was like, I actually can't leave you alone for five minutes. He actually had COVID and he was locked into the sitting room, right? 
because we have a big couch there and the telly and everything. So he was locked in the city room. <laughs> and I was left to my own devices. Oh. <laughs> and that 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 calm person that usually goes, hold on, was locked away. <laughs> he was like, you can't be left to your own devices. But he still is like, do it. If you need to go there 10 o'clock at night, if you need to have meetings till four in the morning, just do it. If you think this is going to work. And then, like my best friend, Amy, she is, a healthcare assistant and she actually works in um a, like a residential house for adults on the spectrum uh-huh. they do very profound so she understands autism really well and herself and Christopher are best buds and anytime she's free she wants to take Christopher and she wants to spend time with him and he wants to spend time with her because they're best buds so she's always huge support as well but you can't do it on your own no, definitely not. So you got to tell me about the Virtue Club. I'm amazed at like it's just taken off so much and you're basically just in every single paper and all over the RTE and everything. <laughs> I don't know how. I honestly don't know how. This was, I woke up after a night out um, with people that got drunk and were like have one one won't hurt you one won't do this oh you're so dry and and they didn't mean it it was just they were on the sauce you know um and I woke up and I just I felt so anxious as in like oh my god do they actually think that about me do you know um am I dry I, I was everything that they had said was in my head and I know that's my anxiety and the reason I don't didn't drink that night was because I hadn't planned ahead with my medication so <coughs> If there was a night I wanted to drink, I'd plan ahead with my medication and take the break that day and the day after. But, you know, I'd probably double up the day before and make sure enough of it was in my system that I didn't feel anxious. And But I hadn't done that because it was kind of a last minute decision. And, um, yeah, it was I just said, look, there has to be more people like me out there. Um, and that's the angle I was coming at it from. And I just put feelers out there. And that was the 16th of October, which isn't wow. that long ago. It's not that long ago. And I put feelers out there. And the next thing, um, a friend of mine, Gerald Sullivan, um, he used to run loads of karaoke competitions around town. And he represented lots of bands. And he knew it from a performer's perspective. And he's in his 60s. So I thought, you know what, it would be really good to come at this from two different angles. So we met up, we were hashing out names, we were hashing out like, you know, different reasons behind it and what kind of an ethos would be going forward. And we came up with the Virtue Club and we ran with the Virtue Club and then people were saying to us, oh, virtue means religion and all this stuff. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Virtue means, you know, that's why patience is a virtue. You control it. Yeah. You decide you have to push for patience so that's kind of like everything else like so virtue kind of means you're sticking to your guns and you're not being influenced by somebody else and that's the angle we came at it from Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what the name was and we just we were going out to organize one night yeah and we went to a few different venues and put it up on Instagram and Facebook and the next thing messages started flooding in from people saying you know I really need this for my anxiety. Um, people on the spectrum were coming forward saying this would be great social interaction to 
lead to going out. Yep. Um, people that had been in abusive relationships saying they wanted to meet somebody else, but they were too scared to get into the drinking scene. Um, expectant mothers, like it just covered more than I had ever even considered. Yeah. And then the next thing, the media jumped on it because they thought it was so unusual and strange. Mm-hmm. Which again, I had never thought of because of my way of thinking. I just went, this is something that is good. And they were like, this is so odd. And I was like, no, it's not. Why is it odd in Ireland to not drink? I know. Why? You know, so I kept going on interviews like, oh, that, that's, you have to change your your thinking on it. And we're not saying to anyone, don't drink. But if there's an alternative for a night to meet your friends, and not be dying the next day. It makes so you know, much sense. Like, and the the choice out there when we when we started researching the drinks, there's everything. Like, we have wine, Nosecco, gin, all the different, yeah. like, Bulmers, Carlsberg, Guinness, Cronin's, um, Copperberg. Like, they all do non-alcoholic versions. It's so true. And you're so right. Like, whenever you think, okay, I want to go hang out with my friend where am I going to go? Okay, we're going to either go like to the bar or you're going to go to a restaurant or then you're the cinema. That's it. But you're not going to chat in the cinema. That's it. That's kind of all your options. This is great. It's like entertainment. and That's it. We wanted to have live entertainment then as well, just because myself and Jar came from the entertainment side of things. And like there were some gigs there, I'll tell you, like I was standing up there singing opera and people would be like, sing Wonderwall. And it's like, <laughs> wrong, wrong place, my friend, you know. Um, But you get heckled and or you get just put in a corner and people don't listen to you. And then the next day people go home and be like, oh, your man last night was really good. I don't remember his name now. Mm. So in a sober crowd, like the artists get to network, book more gigs, talk Brilliant. to people. Um, they get appreciated, even if people aren't like attentively listening, they're still talking to their friends. Yep. And still having the crack, like it's just like a regular pub. They'll remember that person and go, Do you know what? I want to book him yeah. for a party, or I want to take his card, or you know, she was a fantastic performer, like she'd be perfect for this, and or I'll suggest her to someone. And it's it makes the arts a lot easier as well. Yeah. So That's- that's been huge as well. It's fantastic. Um, have you got like in your mind now the plans for next year of different uh, different nights and yeah. Yeah. Well, what we've been doing is we've been asking people like to fill out some feedback forms as well. Sure. Because they're sober. So we've had little cards and we've asked for suggestions and what was their favorite part of the night and what they'd like to change. Because when it's a sober crowd, you do have to be led by them. You know, you can't just go, here's what's happening, like it or lump it. You do have to listen to them. So, like, there's been loads. They want singles nights. They want quiz nights. They want karaoke. They want 80s nights. They want cabaret nights. They want uh, balls. Like, but these are all the things they don't go to because by two hours in, everyone's drunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, watching people act drunk and have the confidence that they thought was because of drink it actually isn't because of drink it's it's that like they're holding a bottle they're holding a pint they're in a relaxed environment and they let loose 
and then they can drive home it's so true my mum swears by this like she doesn't drink and well she hasn't drank in a good few years but when she has a glass in her hand and she's out she thinks she's drinking yeah (laughs) it's so true and people have been like I can't believe I can get into my car and drive home that's there's just something so freeing about it, knowing that you're going out for a good night and then you just don't have to worry about any of the horrible side effects. <laughs> no, and I mean the the alcohol free drink does taste the same. And it's lovely. The good thing is for your pocket, you're not gonna stop at the chipper. Well, you might stop at the chipper, but you're not gonna gorge out to the chipper. You're not paying for a taxi. And alcohol free, you you pace yourself a lot more. So you spend less money. Yeah. Um but I mean, like people were doing shots of alcohol-free vodka. Like, so it's it's like that's what they do on a night out and yeah. exchanging numbers, and it, it's it's so nice to see. Like it's it's just something that grew legs that I hadn't even considered. I hope it really expands because I'd love to see it just getting bigger and bigger. And I'm thinking, like in the future, when the kids are older, it's just going to be like a different way of socializing. But that's the thing. They're all on social media now. They they don't want to show, they don't want to be seen drunk and falling around the place because instantly that can be sent to hundreds of people. Yeah. So, you know, and the good thing about being alcohol free is we can let 16 year olds in. Yeah, exactly. So they have somewhere to meet their friends and feel grown up and get dressed up, but their parents aren't worried. Kill them. Yeah. And they're not worried. And you know, maybe they start at 16 and then go on and go, I don't need it. I'm having just as much fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that might have changed a lot for a lot of us if that option was there when we were younger. Yeah, it's just changing their way of thinking about socializing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And even if they go drinking and get absolutely obliterated once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to do that in life too, you know. We all do. I have some fantastic <laughs> stories of making an Egypt of myself. Oh, but, same. Oh, but at the same time, you know, if they know it doesn't have to be every Friday and Saturday. They've got options. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. I just can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and I hope it's... Because it's been shocking so far. We haven't <laughs> expected any of this. So it's really a proper adventure. I hope it finds its way to Donegal, you know. it should do it should do yeah definitely oh brilliant okay well we're we're, we've been chatting for a long time now I'm gonna have to ask you I'm gonna have to ask you your mumspiration my mumspiration is my nana she I kill her and she kills me and she's on top of me all the time but even on my worst days I can go to her and we can kill each other and she'll always have my back. Always. Like even things she doesn't understand or, you know, she'll always be there. And she's just so fantastic to Christopher. Like she didn't know a lot about autism and she educated herself. And yeah, just that endless support and endless love no matter what. So that's really what I've learned from her. And that is definitely momspiration. That's absolutely lovely. So lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's been so interesting. And I just wish you all the luck and success with everything. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at HiccupPod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabias.ie slash hiccup. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.